Hey, what's good, guys? My name is Chris. And I'm Jody. And welcome back to uh, episode three yes. of Where Testers Unlay. Sorry, I'm going to forget eventually what episode we're on. And I'll remind you. Y yeah. How has your week been? It's been good. I didn't even tell you yet, but uh, we touched on in last week's episode on what does Jody do <laughs> like collecting wise and mm -hmm. we agreed that I don't really collect things um, but I like to go do things I secured a ticket for the newer musical six I don't get to see it till like January but I'm excited about that yeah I didn't even know this is my first time hearing this I don't even know what that is <laughs> it's a newer musical it's won a bunch of awards and it's coming to the Sacramento area next uh, early next year so yeah I who, secured you, who are you that. going with Melissa oh I should have known yeah, you should have. Mm -hmm. Well, have fun. <laughs> Thank you. How about you? Well, I'm, you know, currently doing my typical <laughs> sweating. It's as not as even that hot. <laughs> I get, I get hot very easily. I run hot. I'm from the Bay Area. This Sacramento weather is not for me. I'm fine though. Cut my hair. It looks very nice. Oh, don't bullshit, <laughs> don't bullshit me. I told you uh, earlier it looked nice. She prefers my hair longer. I don't, but I cut it. It's just too hot. I feel like. Pedro out here. Shout out to Napoleon Dynamite for all you guys that think I just threw a name out there. But yeah, it's there, there was a thing. But uh, yeah, other than that though, I guess we'll just get right into it. So this is our sneaker news segment. Essentially, we just pull from the internet sneaker news and we will just give our, our quick thoughts on things. We're not going to pull everything. Obviously, there's lots of news. I only really pulled the stuff that I'm interested in. I think I'm going to have you start grabbing a couple yourself. Okay. Just so that it like balances things out. Because I know that we talk about, well, I mean, the channel started with what I wanted to talk about, like this, like 14 years ago. Like, right. You know what I mean? But we want to keep things balanced and stuff, or at least I do. So we'll start doing that probably next week. Um, I just thought of it as I was speaking. So that's how things work sometimes. Yeah. But uh, essentially, we we grab our news from uh, Instagram over at Sneaker News or Z Sneakerheads. So the first one is, uh, I am excited for this, even though I did talk a little bit of on Instagram and my story about them but um, the Air Jordan 12 in original white and red colorway it's coming back for the second time and you would think that after all these years we would have gotten more retros of this particular colorway but we have not I'm shocked because all I hear is about these things it's my favorite and I know that you guys are rolling your eyes right now but uh, I'll do it for them Right, but like, you know, there's certain shoes in the Air Jordan line that are my favorite and then there's colorways that are my favorite and the Air Jordan 12 is much like the Air Jordan 13 where every original colorway is my favorite because I love them. But if I was going to sit down and like you can only pick one. That's the one you save from the burning building. I don't like that scenario. Um, <laughs> I'm just so, saying there's a room full of 12 so you can only take one. I the mean, house is on fire. Are it's my kids three, in the house too? No, it, it's just in, in this perfect world scenario where unfortunately your house is on fire and it's full of Jordan 12s. I mean I guess but <laughs> that, that scenario I just think is whack because <laughs> when the house is on fire you don't know what's about to happen. But uh, anyways if I were in a room like at a footlocker and they were all on shelves and I only had enough money for one pair of the originals it's the white and reds that I would go for mm. so I'm just excited just to get a pair again to wear could they be better though definitely next up we got a new pair of Kobe 4 Protros they're being dubbed the Black Mambas obviously it's another snake themed colorway kind of tired of that honestly when there's so many original colorways that they can dive back into and, and get but for an all-black sneaker it doesn't look half bad the materials are the thing that kind of surprises me the most they actually look nice mm -hmm. um, they don't look like they're synthetic or anything like that it, it very well could be but if, for the images I don't see them uh, as synthetics it looks like real new bucks and stuff so I wouldn't say I'm excited for the shoe I'm just excited again kind of like last time when we were talking about the reverse Grinch where I'm 
excited for other people to be excited. I was just surprised that they're going back to the four mm -hmm. again. I thought we're on the eight. So why right. aren't we putting out more colorways of the eight? That's the thing with the Kobe Protro line that is irritating is that when they started, obviously Kobe was still here. So they started with the one and then you would think that they would go, I don't know, maybe in chronological order. Never. Uh, yeah. And they didn't do that. They jumped from the one straight to the four, but then they would technically discontinue the shoe and then move on to the next Protro, which would be then the five and then the six. But I mean, that's what Jordan brand does all the time. So maybe they're trying to emulate that where they're just like, we're gonna drop colors of different stuff all the time. That's the thing that I'd be afraid of. Like, do I wanna emulate a brand that's like not good? You know what I'm saying? They're still getting lots of money, so. I know, but like, so do strippers. It doesn't mean that like <laughs> what they do is great. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, they're not like saving lives, but they get paid a lot of money. You know what I mean? So it's like money doesn't equate to greatness. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's plenty of bench players on a, literally at the end of the roster that make millions and do nothing. So there's always that guy on a championship team where it's like, how many minutes did you play that season? I don't think that that is like the greatest thing. Like you should be there to push things forward and push the envelope, especially since that's what he wants. Like that's what he wanted. And you're not fulfilling his legacy. I'm just weary. I just hope that people, like I said, that weren't able to get a pair can get a pair so they can play in them and they can continue at least that legacy on a basketball court, kind of like keep his name alive in that sense. So if all else, even if the brand is doing some weird sh I hope that that stays as like a thing. Next up, we actually have uh, something that I am very excited for, talking about like rehashing the past and stuff like that, or like going back to. Uh, we have a another version. <laughs> this is the third one of this colorway in this form, but it's the Air Jordan 1 Low in uh, the True 85 cut. So like we've had the Air Jordan 1 Low OG back in 2014, 2015. I'm probably getting the name, or not the name, but the, the dates wrong, but um, we've reviewed them on, on the channel. I use them as examples when comparing them to the current OGs, uh, low OG. The previous one was made pretty good. Obviously the tooling's different, but that was like something that we can get all past, but the upper looked great. Then there's the new OG low that's the current one with everything all up and weird and then now they're like going back again and like talk about second chances like this is their third or whatever and so yeah so like in the comment section of like these posts on online it's interesting to be like didn't these just come out because like the casual fan doesn't know they just see the jordan one low and they're like yeah it's the jordan one low like they're not like dorks like me about it you know what i mean did they put lows out in 85? Yeah. They did? Yeah. Okay. There's only two, I think. There was, oh no, there might've been three. Or actually, not, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. I think there might've been only two. Might've been the white and metallic blue and then the white and the gray. Okay. Which is what these are. But I could be I could be wrong. I could just be remembering the retros. I'd have to go back and like double check. But either way, the, the shoe itself, the shape is supposed to be more like the original. They added that eyelet back that they removed on the current retro. It's supposed to be like the 85 highs where it's as close to the OG as possible. Even the tooling is the same. Well, that's why I was asking like, is it supposed to be the high, but now they've turned it into a low because nah. people like low tops. Mm -mm. So I just wanted to know like, was it a part of history or not? It was a part of history. This is the shoe that was supposed to be releasing when the last batch released. And for whatever reason, things got, this is based off of what I was told, things got up in translation because of covid and they couldn't like actually go overseas to visit the factory and be like no like 
this is not what it is like it needs to look like this and so what ended up being the low that we currently know as the Air Jordan 1 low OG they just kind of were like well like you have to keep on schedule yeah you know what I mean and so they just went with it and like I said that's just what I was told by somebody internally over there uh, I think we did talk about this last week where it's like just redo your schedule but, well, we talked about know. stretching the calendar right <clears throat> and that that's that's what i mean by like this brand is like you have a legacy to uphold you have a tagline to you know quality basketball products for the greatest player ever you've got the goat himself like talks about like his work ethic and greatness and this and that but then the brand itself doesn't exude anything of what this person is it's like almost like the opposite so i'm excited for the shoe i just find it weird finally that it's like coming like this and then on top of that i just got in the vibe remake lab handmade ones that was my problem when i saw that we were going to be speaking about this i was like i already saw this no and it's it's, it's not even that shoe. It's like a, it's like the nicest bootleg, <laughs> essentially, that I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, and I haven't done a video on them because I'm, I'm trying to wait for the actual release. I just want to see them. Yeah, I just want to see them side by side. The shoe itself does look good um, based off of image or images, but I don't know. I'd have to do a lot more like deep diving into like the original pairs. And that's the problem with uh, a shoe like that, where it's like, was that even an original thing? And like the answer is yes, but it's so rare that it's hard to find not just images but like an actual pair of them so like it's one of those things where uh, i would have to really deep dive to be like oh yeah this is definitely like the og like they did a great job or not but either way i'm excited for the shoe but yeah i, I just find it funny the comments because that's the confusion that the brand has been brought upon itself which is like haven't these already dropped already so like do you really think people are going to rush out to buy that when they think that they already had it right marketing very bad over there right now uh, they can't seem to tell a good story, mm. like a real one. It's been interesting. Let's just say that. Still staying on the Jordan 1 train. Got the yellow ochre. Okra? Have you decided that that's how you say it? Nobody nope. corrected us. We got a handful of comments on how I can't say the word praline, but nobody <laughs> came in and was like, it's ochre. Or <laughs> Yeah. Either way, I think the colorway is cool. Uh, they remind me of the black and yellow one mm -hmm. with the black panels on the inside, but white base, which is what I prefer. I prefer yeah. the white ones. So, or I wouldn't say the white ones, the home like the Chicago kind of color blocking. Those are my favorite. So I, I really like the way that they look, but what do you... I like them. Again, I, I'm i in yellow season or something. I don't know. You're just pumpkin spice 24-7? Basically. Give me your yellows. Give me your oranges. Give me your greens. Like, I will like it. I'm just in that mode right now. So I enjoyed, like, when I saw the photo come through on my phone for this is our itinerary today, I was just like, oh, cool. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have to poop on anybody's parade. That's my job, apparently. <laughs> so now it's time for that segment of the shoes we didn't review. And uh, I actually have a good reason why I didn't review these. And uh, it's because we've got two super old school relics right here from a brand called Avia or Avia. I don't ever know how it's pronounced properly. Um, they're actually made by two different companies, by the Can way. Can I trade you? No. I, I picked these ones on purpose. It feels weird to hold them. Like I know, this. but I wanted to highlight some things okay. that are on the shoes, so that's why I have the opposite pairs that you normally have. <laughs> okay. So I apologize. <laughs> um, but basically, we've got two models. We've got these low tops. These are the 855s. Uh, they're kind of like numbered, like uh, like New Balances. This brand is old, by the way. So like this is pre Nike, pre Jordan, and all that stuff. As, as far as like their heritage goes. But yeah, and then we've got these ultra high tops. These things are. 
massive. This is called the 880. This is just- It's as long, like high as my, my head. Bro, they're just heavy, you know what I mean? Like, especially compared to this one, like these are just wild. I think that these low top model, at least I believe, this, this is why I didn't review them because I don't know a ton about this brand. I just wanted to check out that they were back, but this is before my time. And I don't mean that I wasn't born yet. I just mean that I wasn't really like into shoes. And by the time that I was, this brand was gone. I just don't really know anything about them. So I'm not really comfortable pretending. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like get up there and talk about these as if like I know shit when yeah. like I don't know shit. I can tell you what the tech is and things like that, but anybody can know that because that's, that's why I have these sides. Because these actually, unlike other brands, they come with the booklets like the original products did. And you can open it up and it'll tell you all about, nice. uh, you know, the performance features that they implemented into them. They both have it, which is really cool. Because again, these are both made by two different companies. So like to see something like this come back, whether it was well received or not, I'm not sure sales wise, but I just thought it was really cool. I wanted to check them out for myself. So, you know, obviously, that's what I did. I'm going to pull up the, or actually go ahead and let people know your thoughts on them. I know that you might not care, but <laughs> just, uh, just do that while I look for this uh, thing real quick. Well, for one, they are really heavy, very heavy. Like you fall in a pool, you might never come back up to the surface in these. You're trying to sink a body in the river. <laughs> right. You put them in those joints. You can Velcro them in so they're not coming off. Like you're good. These actually, I brought shoes downstairs too. And these look very much like what I was going to share. They're from that era. Yeah. So the, that's an 89 model. I can see that. Um, so that's why, I mean, I think Scotty wore these when he first came into the league oh. uh, as a rookie, but then he was quickly transferred over to Nikes and stuff. They so swooped him up. Yeah. Okay. So I found this. Um, so there's two different accounts. There's Avia or Avia, and then there's Avia is back. So like this one, the Lowe's, I bought from Avia. That website's a US-based website. Uh, they actually are owned and operated by the same company that owns and operates And One. The lead designer, uh, Kyle, that designs a lot of the And One stuff actually was in charge of recreating this shoe, um, which is very cool and very interesting. Quality-wise, like it's like it's real leather, um, but it's not like premium or anything like that. They feel all right. They still feel performance-driven, which is interesting. So like when you get these and it's kind of like an 85 cut Jordan where the leather, while it is leather, feels very stiff and like thick because it is. So like they're trying to replicate that era. The other tech that's in here is just a EVA wedge. So this is actually the cut and buff. That Aaron was speaking about, Aaron we, Cooper. Right, so we, we were, uh, we had him on the show last week and he was explaining the origins of EVA and footwear, compression molded EVA to be specific. So this stuff right here is cut and buff EVA. So it's just kind of cut into a shape and then they buff it so that it just makes sure that they fit into the cup sole or whatever it is that they're putting it into. That's what these are. This, this company is also selling this model and a couple of others, but this version right here is from Avia is back. And these are true to the originals, which the other one is not. So like the shape of the other one is a little bit different. They're not as high cut. Some would say that that's maybe a good thing. Like maybe you would say that. <laughs> um, maybe my, my legs would say that. I don't know. Cause I did try these on and these are just, they're just crazy. So it says, this is this is a screenshot from Avia is back, but it's saying that they're addressing the current situation regarding the project, which this was. So these actually came in like a different style box, more like the original. They were numbered, so one of uh, a thousand and everything like that. So that's how I got them. This is the box for the red pair. The Avia is back box is like way different. Obviously, it has to be because it's got to fit like this behemoth of a shoe. But yeah, Avia is back was born through the European license of the Avia or Avia company. Uh, with the aim of developing the most iconic silhouettes of the brand in their original shape and materials made by and for collectors and lovers of the retro sneaker. Different 
than the red pair. The licensing for this shoe is owned by two different places, essentially. I didn't know you could do that. Me neither, but it's kind of like, the way that I interpret it at least, is kind of like Netflix, where you have your US contract and its rules and regulations, but then that's different from overseas. So like what overseas viewers of Netflix get as far as content goes is way different than what we get here. Like they'll get some shows that are not on the Netflix platform in the US. So like if you were to get one of those VPN things yeah, and like change your IP to an overseas IP, you'd see like totally different. Uh, but that's basically what it is. So it says, on the other hand, the same American company seeing the interest of the public towards these products has dedicated on its own, taking advantage of our communication work. So basically like what these guys have done to hype up the brand, they're claiming that the American company swooped in and was just like, oh, we'll do this too. You know, it's a cutthroat business, sneakers. It's not just Nike, it's every brand. So let's see, cause they took some shots here. They said, uh, blah, 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 to launch the same models in much lower quality in terms of materials, silhouette, level of detail and focus to its quote unquote Walmart audience. Like that was like a, that was a big diss. So that's what they're claiming this product is, is that this is Walmart level quality, Poor which Kyle. I would- <laughs> I know, which I which I would strongly disagree with. Um, Walmart shoes don't feature leather like this, you know what I mean? I will say that the shape of this shoe is not like the original. It could definitely be better. The fit is off too, like they're too tight for me. This one is definitely a better uh, shoe, the high top. But like I said, I, I don't have any true connection to these. So like I wouldn't wear either one. But I did want to check them out and all that stuff. I just didn't want to give a review and not do it justice because I know that there are fans of these and so yeah I just didn't want to like disrespect anybody you know what I mean now Mrs. Wing actually has a couple of pickups that I think we've we've sort of reviewed on the channel I know that we've one reviewed of them one for sure one of them was in another video oh was it yeah um but I reviewed the legacy version oh this is true this so is true. yeah and then I compared the two my pickups are basically the 550 New Balance and I had tried to get a pair last I think around this time last year, they had mm -hmm. a pumpkin colored one. Not only was I settling for half a size too big because that's all they had, but then their system went down at the Foot Locker and they couldn't take our money. So I was just like, okay, it's not meant to be. And I've been kind of sour about it ever since, but then it, it rolled into like summertime and I don't want to wear shoes during the summer, but I'm trying to embrace fall, even though Sacramento is like, haha, it's going to be 95 degrees. So I've been preparing for fall and I was just like, okay, these shoes are still around and I want a pair of nice white clean looking shoes. So I settled with this color. I don't know what this color is. It's like khaki. It is like it's khaki. Like, it's like the praline, <laughs> it's a praline uh, New Balance 550. And it also has that cut and buff EVA. Yes, it's got an EVA wedge. We've reviewed the shoe. It's a cool shoe. Yes. I feel like it's really slender. It is, so that's the thing. I again needed to make sure what size I was. So like I had the lady go back so many times I hate doing that. And finally I was just like, okay, size six, I can do it. There's still a little extra space. It's just there. I'm definitely wearing shoes. I'm not wearing Birkenstocks is how I feel when I put these on. And then I turned around and I saw these beautiful little ladies, the 574, and I put these on and it felt like I was putting on Birkenstocks, but it was a tennis shoe. And then <laughs> all of a sudden the lady, I think you were buying another pair of shoe too for a future review that we're doing. And she was just like, are you guys paying cash or card? I can take you guys right here. You don't even have to go up to the register. And by then I was just like, I don't even know if I want the 5. 
550s anymore, but I made you do so much work for it. So here I am talking about my shoe purchases. Do you like them? I do. I do still <laughs> I do still really like them and I'm excited to wear like fall outfits, but I'm really excited to wear these. Um, these are a, a cool colorway. I like this one. They're both a cool colorway, yeah. but this one's just got a little bit more color. So after doing the shoes we didn't review, we figured we would balance it out a bit with our favorite shoe that we did review. So our, basically our favorite video that we made or uploaded within the last week or maybe two because we skipped last week for uh, time That's purposes. True. I'll just go first just because it's the freshest in my mind. Please do. Um, I am not prepared. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so my favorite video that we uploaded has actually been our most recent upload, at least as of the time of this filming or, or recording, but um, the Air Jordan 38 performance review done by our guy, Alan. He did a great job. He's been doing a great job. I think that getting a shoe and actually playing in them like for real, for real, and then giving your thoughts on the performance and, and your experience is very cool. Obviously, I started this like 14, 15 years ago. So obviously I think it's cool, but um, to be able to pass the torch to both Alan and Jackson and have them, you know, like take on the work that I that I had started on the channel and, and continue it has been uh, very cool for me just to see and, and see how they've been evolving every video and things like that. So I've been enjoying it. Plus it's just, it's just great to get performance reviews from people that actually play basketball to get a performance review where the shoe was thoroughly like legitimately tested. It doesn't look like brand new on the screen. Not that uh, traction. That's what I'm saying. Like I've been doing this for so long that I've seen lots of different content creators and, and some of them do a great job. Some of them you can tell are just faking the funk and trying to get clicks and views and stuff like that. So I just like that we're still continuing what we started all those years ago with fresh faces and they're doing a great job. And so hopefully you guys support it and I think that they're doing great so that's my my pick well for my pick of the week since we can only go a week back I now said, I said two because we missed last week I know well this one falls within that okay time frame I'm gonna give myself a shout out <laughs> <laughs> and it's going how very to... Jody of you <laughs> I know it's the Air Jordan 1 women's praline praline I need to look up how you're supposed to say this this word the person who corrected me she did in the most sweetest way possible but she still oh, it didn't was, it was funny though she still didn't say like it's actually pronounced this oh, way like when they spell out like, yeah the like phonetically yeah. So yeah I thought that she did like no but n now that I think about it yeah so she tried though yeah thank you but anyways um that was just a fun video because I hadn't done one myself in quite some time and still get the same nerves it's very very hard to like this this i'm fine with we're both on even territory right now and it just feels like a conversation same with back when i would show up in the end of the videos i'd still like we're right there there's nobody staring at me behind these cameras right now it's just a whole a whole different vibe anyways it was fun to do a little token video where i was in charge for once and i always I always like having you be the background voice. Like, I think that's fun. Like, it's a different dynamic. I always just try to be quiet because mm -hmm. like, even when we're doing videos like this, like, we go through the comments a little bit to try to get a little bit of feedback, like actual criticism, like, that's constructive, not just the criticism. It's hard to separate them sometimes. But, like, I think it was, like, last week you asked me a question about something. I think it was the collecting thing, like, for you. And you presented the question to me. And then I remember, like, 
going back and being like, shouldn't you answer this? And then... And I said, no, the question was literally directed at you. Hey, Chris, what does Jody collect that you have to deal with? Like... Right. Oh, so. I, guess, I guess maybe that was the question. But yeah, and then reading through the comments of that video, somebody was like, not as nice. They were like, let her speak. And I was like, but she asked me a question. Right. So like, it's one of those things where if I'm in the background, I'm not trying to say anything because otherwise somebody's going to try and twist everything and misconstrue it and stuff like that you know like the typical like bullshit twitter thing but He's then when you started talking about nut meat like i was like <laughs> you can't can't not say something about that i was just reading what google told me oh i know but i'm just saying like it was the nut meat where i was like dude that's awesome but yeah so i just try to be quiet i try not to interject or anything like that just because if i do somebody's gonna have a problem and all that stuff and i understand that you can't please everybody and stuff i get that but like he's also a sound guy he doesn't like it when people start talking on top of each other i think that was something that would irritate you back when i would watch a lot of daytime television so like the view would be on mm. and I he's just like they're just people. on yeah. top of each other the entire time I, so. I, mean, I don't have anything wrong with or like like i don't mind the people it's when they do right. what you're saying and i'm just like can you like i don't know have a conversation take turns right all right, so the timeout segment. Uh, if you've been watching the last two episodes, you already know. Maybe you're anticipating this part. This is my favorite part of everything. Um, this Mine is where too. I... I get to sit back and relax. <laughs> not, <laughs> not do anything, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this this is the part that's my favorite. I'll either show pickups that are recent or I'll show stuff that is not recent but I think is awesome and I just want to talk about it. So the first thing that I'm going to show is literally a brand new pickup. I found both of these things at the same time, by the way. I found them over at Target. But this is the Riddler from McFarland's multiverse collection i think that this is outside of like mafex and figure arts and then i think i said like NECA and super seven mcfarlane is by far like my favorite thing right now for the seven inch like basic or these aren't basic compared to like what we used to play with as kids by we i mean like me and boys i don't think that you played with action figures you played with like barbies um my neighbor like when you show off the turtle shells where they open like i played with those oh the storage shell turtles and i remember he must have had normal ones too because i remember we would move the belts around mm. on the different characters yeah so i mean so you did play with some of them right? yeah oops i hope that didn't mess up the mic but oops but uh yeah so as far as like seven inch stuff goes it's like really like this line the multiverse line for dc and then marvel does their own thing with marvel legends with uh, hasbro the hasbro stuff i do usually like I, i'm looking at one right across from me and i have plenty of them but i like the multiverse stuff from mcfarland a little bit more i just think that they're it's the way that they make them like where it's like this is like comic accurate you know what i'm saying so actually not this one i actually have a story about this 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 i grabbed because I saw him and Robin, which I'll show you in a second, but I grabbed them and I was like, oh, sick, I finally found Robin and Riddler. So I grab him and then we get home and I started looking at him and I see this little platinum sticker on there and I know about the gold label stuff. I never even knew that there was a platinum thing. And so like, I was like, what does platinum mean? And then I start looking at him and I was like, I don't think this is the Riddler that, I, <laughs> that I've been seeing, that I've been like wanting, you know what I mean? So then I looked up, uh, there's this uh, Instagram account called Toy Shiz where like, that's where I get all my action figure news and stuff. And I thought that my Riddler would look more like that where like he had the question marks all over his suit like the old 60s tv show and this one does not look like that wouldn't this be considered the fancier version so that's the thing so like you know how there's like hype beast for sneakerheads that's what like the gold label and apparently this platinum thing which is bigger than gold i guess yeah but like so this is an ultra rare 
out of the line as far as this character goes. It's essentially a repaint. They call them chase or variants, um, where it's like a chase figure or a variant figure. But uh, yeah, so like this is a an accidental pickup where if I would have saw this next to the regular one that I thought that I was getting, I would have gotten the regular one. I'm not a hype beast with anything apparently. Like I don't know. So like, I just like what I like. And so, yeah, I, I got home and I was looking at him. I was like, why does he look weird? Like, that's not his suit. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, so oops. But uh, either way, I thought he was cool. So I got him anyways. And so there's that. And then the second one that I got is uh, this Tim Drake Robin. He's opened, obviously, because he's awesome. I could not wait to open them. I did wait until my son got home because we like to mess around with them together. But um, I, I still have the box. This is from uh, Robin Reborn. Like I said, they do a great job of like trying to recreate from the comics and stuff like that. Th these are not the original issues or anything like that, but this is like just some of the stuff that I have. These are like more recent pickups. My actual originals are in storage right now in like bins, but um, I have like the first couple of issues. And then I saw these at this place called The Cave that's here in Sacramento and I could not pass up. Talk about variants. Like I have two issue twos, variant covers. They still do this today. Uh, I got two issue threes, both different covers and they all had the hologram card on there, which I love. And so I think that Tim Drake is the best Robin. I think that Dick Grayson, the original Robin, is my favorite character, the Nightwing character, but it's because how awesome he is, how you got to grow up with the character. It's very rare in comics that you get that, uh, like Batman's Batman, and he's been Batman forever. No pun intended, actually, with the, with the movie, which is an underrated Batman film. So there's that, and then like, like, like Superman. Superman's just been Superman. Like, obviously, we've had Elseworld stories, but Superman's always Clark Kent He's always Superman. That's why I like Miles so much, because he's like a refresh version. You know what I mean? It's for like the new the new generation. Peter can only be a teenager for so long, and then they've done that where they grew him up, and then they were like, well, maybe we should bring him back to his roots or whatever. And so they like restart the line, and it's like, but I just was invested for like 300 issues. You know what I mean? And so I like that, that the Robin character is like a mantle that gets passed down and stuff like that. And I think this, Tim is the best one. Like Damien's fun. He took a long time for me to get used to because he's a little ass. It's also funny as to see a little like nine-year-old just murking people, you know what I mean? So it depends on who's writing them and what story it is. But overall, I feel like Tim is the best. He's the greatest detective besides Batman. He figured out who Batman and Robin was without any bat computers or anything. Like he's a smart kid. They've been recently changing his story, who he is and stuff like that. In the most recent comics, again, they try to keep things new and fresh. But the original one that was from those books that I just showed you, the Robin Reborn line and what's called Robin 2 is just awesome. Even though he's not the second Robin. I I always thought that was weird. Jason Todd was the second one, and, it, and and he wasn't even that bad. I don't know why people hated him so much, but they literally voted for him to get killed, and so that's why there was that death in the family story arc. So uh, yeah, that's weird. And then speaking of passing the mantle down and things like that and epicness, I just figured I'd pull this down from my room and show it off. The 90s was such a cool time because you had redesigns, th that refresh. Sometimes it would be the same character, sometimes it would be a different character, but uh, this was clearly not Bruce. This was a different guy. This is Jean-Claude uh, Jean or Jean-Paul. That was what it was, not Jean-Claude. I'm thinking of Jean-Claude Van Damme. But yeah, I just really love this suit. And then Mafex is the company that made it and they come with so much cool stuff and like effects. Like it's got like, he shoots batarangs out of his gauntlets, which they later then used for inspiration with like the uh, Batman Beyond. He literally shoots them out of the tech suit. But you know, they have like this thing that you plug into his gauntlet and it, it literally looks like it came out of the comic book and so cool. It's got like wire in his cape so you can actually like make it do whatever you want. And 
Like, could you imagine like a spawn like this with a wire cape? That would be so sick. And as far as like a, a unique storyline, the Nightfall storyline is really cool. So if you have not read it, I would recommend it. You can get it in graphic novel form or single issue if you want to go hunting. Graphic um, novel, so, yeah. I feel, is the way to go. I know that collectors prefer single issues, and I do for certain covers because I love the artwork. If you're trying just to read the story, go graphic novel. It's so much easier. You get it all in one binding cover. Yeah, it's and, a better bang yeah. for your buck. It's just better because then you have the book. So we don't have a uh, fun trip or anything like that to talk about or a guest today, but we did go through our Discord community, which is like one of the, the greatest things that maybe we've ever done, uh, which is set up this community of like-minded individuals and we all just hang out in this weird forum space and some of us outside of that too. Um, we've done wear testers hoop sessions with our Discord community members and all that stuff, but they're the ones that really like fund this channel. So anything that you see is directly because of those people. So we're like forever indebted to them and super grateful and stuff. So we went ahead and pulled them, uh, kind of like an ask me anything thing. And so you've got everybody's, not everybody, we didn't like, we don't have enough time for all of that. Oh, I know. Uh, so we pulled some of the best ones that, that we definitely wanted to talk about. I pulled one from YouTube as well. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Did you screenshot it? I did. Okay. So you want me to try and read names? I've done this before and I've butchered them. You don't have to say the name, but just okay. You know, because we'll show the person's comment or question. Okay. And um, but you can read the actual question. Okay. And then make sure that you let me know if it's for me or for both of us or whatever. Okay. Yeah. This one is definitely for you. Make sure that it's clear so that I don't <laughs> get roasted by some jerk in the comments. <laughs> this one is definitely for you. Okay, thanks. If you had to only play in one shoe for the rest of your life that was released before the year 2000, what shoe would it be? Okay, it's actually, it's a shoe that I do grab regularly whenever I go and like just play for whatever. Um, when I'm like for the rest of your life yes it's, it's literally the shoe that I grab like every time like when we go to the park like I grab this shoe yeah and it's the Air Jordan 13 I just I just love that shoe that's cutting it real close to the year 2000 uh, no it's not it's 1998 yeah very close Wouldn't... Y2K is in its future if I pick the Jordan 14 then that's cutting it real close but like it's a great shoe yeah. it's got everything when I say that like it's hard for me to pick between the 12 13 and 14 like they're all kind of interchangeable within that like top spot of like best Air Jordan to play in, that's that. They're your children? I wouldn't say they're my children, but they're all very similar. Uh, the 12 is maybe the, the tankiest. So like if you don't like to break in something, then don't pick that shoe. It's got the longest carbon plate. Yeah. So like that's the one that will like, sometimes people are like, oh, it's so, and I get it, but like you got to put in a lot of time with that one. If you don't want to deal with that, get the other two, like the 13, 14, they're, they're fantastic. Well, speaking of your children, as your children get older, do you intend to like weigh in on if our kids should get into sneakers? Uh, if they started developing a taste for the hype stuff only, would you let them stay on that course or would you try and steer them away? I don't feel like I do anything. Like maybe you're better off answering that because you're the outsider like looking in, like you can explain like how I approach it. He definitely is very much into them because it's like something they get to bond over when they're picking out their new shoes mm. and um, especially if it happens to be more in the basketball category like for a long time both kids were very much into wearing curries mm -hmm. uh, this was when they were much younger though you were just watching curry do an interview and he was talking about how great it is that like kids naturally seem to gravitate towards his shoes and he was just like i get to like grow with them mm -hmm. 
That was on the complex sneaker shopping. Yes. Our daughter, she's a senior in high school, and so she's and she's always been very opinionated on her shoes. I think the thing that hurt him the most was when she got into twinkle toes when she was little. <laughs> the sketch sketchers thing. It didn't hurt me, but like it was just a uh like, are you sure you don't want some Jordans? Oh, I know. You know what I mean? No, the one, one that, the one that really hurt him was she wanted a pair of Mary Janes, and we could only find them in white. And he was just like, they look like nurse shoes. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but, like, for a while, she was, like, wearing LeBrons, and then she did a really big phase with Jordan 1s, our son. Our son now name drops colorways of shoes, and so he's loving that. But we've never been, neither of them have ever been like, I want this collab. Like, that's just not. The most specific, I guess, that our son gets is the Spider-Man. Yes. Or the Spider-Verse stuff. I don't know if that's necessarily considered a collab. It kind of is, but like, it's more of a, an attainable to the credit of the brand. Yes. Uh, at least in his size, not in my size. Right. But like, in the kid's size, it's a little bit easier to get. Yes. Um, and so... Like the first Spider-Verse shoe that he did have, we were just at the mall that day and we walked into Shoe Palace and I was like, oh, hey, look, they got the Spider-Man shoes. And he was like, oh, like, and so he got them in his size and that was, it was simple. And then the second one, we actually got them uh, locally. Well, we got both of them locally, but uh, that one was like a little harder to get just cause like at that point, like the hype was kind of like all over the place. Yeah. And so people start snatching up any size. Um, but luckily we have friends and so they were they were able to help us out getting a pair. Our daughter did do a pre-order. It was between Converse and it was some oh, yeah. musician I don't rapper. remember what those are though. I don't remember either, but that was something where she had to get online for it. And I was like, who are you? And it was... Oh, was it Tyler the Creator? Yes. Okay. And so she was very particular. Like you got to pick all the different panels because it was a pre-order and it was special. But I think that's like the most hype beastie shoe she's ever gone after i don't know if that even falls into it properly but either way like if they're trying to get us to buy them hype beast shoes like that like an off-white or some weird that's like got crazy resale value then like get a job and go get it yourself right uh if it's like hey like when it's time to get your new shoe like when he name dropped the white cements or the fire reds like i was like yeah, you can get those, you know what I mean? Like, I would love it if you would wear those things. So, yeah, I don't try to pick their shoes or anything like that. Like, I will try to nudge them a little bit, but not anything crazy. This is one that I picked because I thought it was fun. I will direct it at you. I already know my answer. What is a favorite food that I like that you don't like? I was thinking about this, and I don't know if I know. Because it is hard. Like, we really do like eating a lot of the same foods. Like, it's our kids that makes it difficult. Yeah, I, I would say there's just certain flavors of things, like pumpkin. I don't like that. I don't like, uh, uh, what's that stuff that you drink at Christmas? Eggnog. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like even the smell of that <laughs> a house full of eggnog people and he's just like can we stop buying this and we're like no we need more like smell it smells so funny dude it's like so i just good. don't like it you know so uh there's that you like a lot of seafood that i don't really like oh my favorite pasta is a seafood pasta so good yeah so it's just stuff like that i think it's it's kind of normal yeah like it's something extraordinary like it's not like you eat like i don't know like something like really weird and far out there and like and even then like I, I try that stuff anyways. Yeah. If anything you've broadened my horizon 
to foods. Oh, like, I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I could think of is like pumpkin flavors, not a fan. Seafood, not also, too much of a fan. I think where we differ, which is where my answer is going to come in, is desserty type things. Mm. I love pie. I love cake. I don't I'll, like that mushy fruit stuff. Like for birthdays, we got to get him a cheesecake because... cheesecake is fucking... <laughs> Bro. So my answer was candy. He loves mm. chewy candy. Yes. Dots. Oh, anything. But really. no, like dots in particular. Or the one that you can't I'm stand. like, why? You like digging all of that stuff out of your molars for like the next two hours? Like, no, it just mm. like you leave it there for later. And it's not even satisfying. So. Oh, it is. But yeah, he... So it works out though because I won't buy all of these delicious cake pastries because otherwise I'm the only one eating it and then oh yeah I don't like cake he just doesn't like cake cake. at all he doesn't like cupcakes he doesn't like cake Mm. he likes bunt cakes that's something I finally got him but But it has to be from nothing bunt cake those are like (laughs) oddly moist yes and so they they are very they have like a savoriness to them Mm. In addition to the sweet. But he he buys like bags full of Starburst and what's the other one you really like? Um, the kids love it too. High chews. High chews. Mm-hmm. And I have zero interest in it. And I used to smoke like cigarettes. And so I guess you would call it the oral fixation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the chewing is for me. Like, you know what I mean? Because I don't want to sit there and chew gum all day. Right. So at night when I sit down and I'm relaxing and I'll play like Fortnite. That's all when... I hear is unwrapping and popping. Yeah. Like that's when I'll get a little like a little like. Not and a the ha- smell of mango will drift past me. Oh, I can't stand <laughs> that. You like mango. I can't stand mango. I do, but I don't like that chewy type of candy. But yeah, like I'll take a little handful and put it on uh, like whatever I'm sitting on, like right next to me. And I'll just eat those while I'm playing Fortnite. And I haven't even smoked in like, I don't know how long, like since, like our, how old is it? Is our son? He's gonna be 10. Yeah, so, so like at least, at least that, 10 years. Yeah. So um, yeah, but it's just something where like, I kind of like need to do it. So that that's all, but I agree. She does not like any of those things. And I- It's very rare. I, the last time I had one of your candies was a Starburst and I had taken one and the, <laughs> I choke on everything. <laughs> I took a single bite and the way that my saliva and the juice hit each other, I almost died. <laughs> it was awesome in a funny way. Does it matter if the designer of the shoe is a sneakerhead? Sneaker Bar Detroit was discussing this on their last episode and it seemed interesting. Should there be a separate line of shoe for performance or lifestyle? Are they all the same? I always find that interesting because I don't want to put anybody down, but like just so this is going to be a generalization on consumers as a whole, not an individual pointing a finger saying you're an idiot, right? So please don't take this the wrong way. But I guess if we keep this in the athletic umbrella, like a basketball shoe for a basketball player, a lot of times these basketball players would be like, oh, that guy right over there like doesn't know he doesn't play basketball. Like when you go back and you think about somebody like Aaron Cooper or Tinker Hatfield, Eric Avar, these guys are not basketball players. They might be athletes in different sports. Tinker was like a runner. Outside of that, like what what do they know about basketball? And I've talked to these guys and they don't play basketball, but they're observant. And it's kind of like, a, what are those people on the sidelines that they just announced? Are they just announcers? I guess so. Um, so like those guys are like analysts, right? Like a lot of those analysts never play basketball. Like Stephen A. Smith, like he might chuck up a few shots or something, but is he like a hooper hooper? Like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But they understand the game, so they, they can talk about it. It's a different mindset, and I think that there's a time and a place always for, hey, I'm a great basketball player, and I'm also highly intelligent with footwear and 
the body, the foot, its mechanics, all of this stuff. And so I can sit here and develop a basketball shoe made by a player for a player. I think that that's cool. But does that happen often? No. And it's because athletes are usually different mentally than a designer. Like a designer is like an art nerd. Those people historically have made some of the best performance footwear we've ever seen. And these are not basketball players. So no, it's not necessary. It's not a requirement. You know what I mean? If you're doing a performance review and you're clearly not a basketball player, but you're sitting here pretending that you are, like that's something where maybe you can question that. But like as a designer though, like your, your job as a designer is to take a concept, take an idea, take a problem, and then find a solution for it. And that's what these guys guys do why would you stop them mm -hmm. from doing that because they don't play basketball or they're not a runner or whatever like when it's like literally like I'm telling you like historically look at the shoes and look at who designed them and there's usually no correlation between the sport that they're designing for and themselves there is no intersection in that in that way and it does not matter because of a good designer is a good designer this one's more of a personal one what movie was playing in theaters when we all met well, I know that we saw Just Married. Good job! <laughs> that was our first in-theater movie that we watched. Like, that was like our first date. Yeah. I don't know what else was in theaters. I do. What? Only because... Uh, was like the prequels in theaters? The Star Wars prequels? Or was that after? That was after. So we met working in a movie theater together. Mm -hmm. And I was... I don't know how you were hired, but I was hired as part of a huge batch of hires. Yeah, that's how they did it. Because Group it was going to be Christmas season. Oh, well, that's just how they did their No, hiring. I understand that. But like there was, there was like at least four batches like of... Yeah people and so like I was a part of one group and I was hired in November of 2002 and so I was there for the second Harry Potter movie, Lord of the Rings, twin, ta not twin, the Tower movie. That's, so, <laughs> that's one of the nerd movies I don't watch. No, I know, but so I was there for, and I feel like back then, um, that was like a special time in movie theater life where like the Christmas season was huge. COVID has put such a damper on it where like you're lucky if there's like one big movie. Catch Me If You Can was a mm. big one at that time. And I only remember that because I was went- Spider-Man 2 coming out? Not during that Christmas season. Oh, that's right. You're, you're saying November. Yeah. Okay. So into December, like I went and looked up the December, like what were the big Christmas movies? Okay. And I was just like, yep, because I remember I went with a friend. We One of the perks of working at the movie theaters is you got free movie tickets. And mm -hmm. so I had taken a friend to see Catch Me If You Can and you were working mm. and you- That's a great movie. It is. Uh, you walked me out of the theater and you asked me to go on a date. I thought you asked me to go on a date. Uh, it's a little convoluted. I had definitely been badgering you about asking me out on a date. And that was you finally being like, you want to go hang out next weekend? Yeah, because I don't do that. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't ask people But on that dates. was you taking the initiation finally. I guess. So, I don't remember that. But I do. Uh, I thought that you I asked me. I was giddy me. all the way home. I thought that you kept saying, like, when are you going to take me out? I, yeah, and that was you being like, hey, so you want to, like, hang out? Oh, okay. Next weekend. I think I had a girlfriend when we met, though. He did. Hence so. the badgering. Don't do that. It was very tacky looking back on it, but I'm glad I did it. Oh, on your part? Yes. He's like, we're, you were hitting on me uh, even though I had a girlfriend. I know. Yeah? <laughs> Damn. Damn. I know, but she didn't have a face. She didn't work with us. I didn't know her. Damn. <laughs> that makes it sound worse. I know. Well, that's the thing. So now we have a daughter of dating age, and I'm like, don't be like that. That's so not... Don't mm. do that. No, we didn't do anything though. We did not no, do anything. No, no. He broke it off with her and then that's when 
we started talking, as they say. I worked a long time at the movie theater trying to pinpoint like... When did you start? Like what season of life? Bro, I don't know. Um, Was it hot outside? <laughs> bro, I can't remember. I, I'm telling you like... My first time seeing him was the first time I went to work wasn't actually for a, a work shift. I was going to the, a big company meeting mm -hmm. and he was being promoted. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the first time my eyes locked in. <laughs> so, um, Are you gonna blush? No, I'm. I'm trying to think. So you'd been working there long enough to become. I got promoted. A supervisor. Yeah, I got promoted in like three or four months. Wow, that's good. It took me a year to be promoted. Mike had told me he was just like, yeah, this doesn't really happen this fast. Mm -hmm. Um, so like you do like good work and all that stuff. I've I'm always been like a like a hustle hustle kind of worker because I grew up poor so like I'm trying to like not make like a name or nothing but like I'm just trying to move up so I can make as much money to live and I was not yet on my own I don't think no you so, weren't yeah that's that's the thing I'm trying to there was so much there was so much stuff that happened back then so like I'm like I feel like I've lived many lifetimes yeah uh, so you probably got hired in the summer is what I'm getting at because I, I was there for like spider-man one I was there Star, for Spider-Man 2. Wars. Okay, yeah. But that wasn't like right when we met. That was later. Like our first comic book movie we saw in theaters was Daredevil. So that's another one where I'm like, oh, my heart. <laughs> that, that's what I mean though, is that that movie, like I don't remember watching it necessarily with you. You, I don't think you saw it with me first. I think I was working. So you came in with your friend to watch it while I was working. See, I don't even remember that. I worked in Booth at the time. Oh, and um, you probably just watched it a bunch up there. It, it, I watched that movie 17 times because... The soundtrack to that movie is like a, oh my gosh. The Evanescence Yes, song. the Evanescence but song. But yeah, like I would go around and I would start everybody's movies. Yeah. And then from there, you don't have anything to do for a couple of hours. I would just pull up a stool and I'd be like watching it from the, where it comes in, mm -hmm. like from the projector. And yeah, and I would just watch Daredevil. And like next to me was the big tower with the sound. I was gonna ask, do they have the sound Yeah, so there? you can turn it on inside so that you can make sure that it's all working. Oh. That was right when they switched over to digital discs right. for the sounds. So I would turn that on uh, just, just enough to where it wouldn't bother anybody like sitting on the other side of the wall. But uh, yeah, and I would just sit there and watch Daredevil every time. I just loved the movie. Um, I know that people don't like it, but I think it's awesome. I like it. The director's cut is way better than even the theatrical cut, and the seesaw scene does suck. So it is what it is. But you know, not every they movie's were perfect. <laughs> they were flirting in a weird way. But yeah, so my my whole experience at the theater was like it's just I don't know. Like it was it's all like one big blur. It oh, feels I know. Like. It was it's weird because like I said, I was hired in November, and it was my senior year of high school. So. It was all of that and then it was my graduation in that summer mm. and I am on the younger side as far as like when you're in school. So like I didn't turn 18 until mm -hmm. way after I graduated and then I became an official adult and I was in this serious relationship and then we decided to move in together with each other and then mm -hmm. We got jobs as apartment managers and I was like, all right, I'm out of the movie theater. And to think all of that basically happened in just over one year, but it feels like it lasted yeah. so much longer. My whole life is like that, where there's like decades or whatever within the decades, even though it's, you know, that's not how it works, but mm -hmm. it's like compartmentalized. Like there's like eras, if you will. 
of life. Okay, buckle in. Last question. Okay. But it's a whole paragraph to get there. <laughs> <laughs> a topic I find interesting is the fact that as consumers, many of the things we complain about, we are not willing to do to like fix them. For instance, we all complain about how hard it is to get the shoes we want, but every time a mainstream pre-order shoe comes up, people freak out about the lead time that it takes until they can have it. People want better materials, but when well-made, good material shoes show up, people complain about the increased price. Is this just a constant where we just want something to complain about, or will issues like this ever really be solved? You want me to answer that? Um, in short, people as a whole just like to complain. <laughs> and and wine and it's just a good old time like who doesn't like to just sit down and complain about I don't want to do it like air their grievances it's it's literally a part of Festivus like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's not something like I don't sit to do a review and be like I can't wait to rip them a new butthole no no and that's definitely I think where our channel differs so much um, compared to other channels where like there's the channels where they're just like oh my gosh this is the best thing ever blah 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 we're not that channel for you like we're very mm. honest but I also well, teeter they, 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 that might be honest to them. I think that that's something that's interesting in and of itself, but maybe that's a different topic. Maybe, but I also know that especially when it comes to the smaller brands where mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to give them negative because I don't want to feel like, but at the end of the day, we're still like, this could be better. This. Well, I mean, cause product is product at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like product is faceless. I know that there's people behind it, but like nothing that I say, especially if it's criticism, never is directed towards the person. Because I, no. I also understand the, the hoops that they have to jump through to even get that product to market. You know what I mean? Um, whether it's a retro or a new model. So I understand the struggle on that side. A lot of times though, what people don't see is just that there were decisions made that were not by those people, mm -hmm. that they were made by higher ups. So a lot of times if I say something like, oh, I wish that this was like this or this should look like that or whatever, I'll get hit up by somebody that worked on the project, like hands-on worked on it. And they'll be like, I was trying so hard to do this, this, and this. And you know, this dude over here kept walking me or whatever. And like, that's just business. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not like it, when I'm complaining or critiquing or whatever i'm not necessarily talking to like the design team i'm talking to the people that make the overall decision that force the design team to work with what within that parameter right and a lot of times that higher up is just trying to save like three cents here or five bucks there or whatever and then well because in their brain it isn't three cents or five cents it's a spread across all of those well a lot of times it's not even necessarily that it's that by saving all that money and by redeeming it all back and then some with profit then you get a bonus and so that's the thing it's like a selfish thing and so you're putting yourself before the product and that like your job at the company is to put the company first mm -hmm. that's why they pay you right that's why you get the bonus uh but the way that mainstream corporate businesses work currently is that it's less about the product and more about the shareholders like oh like they're the ones that we need to show them that their investment is worthwhile so that's where that whole side of problem a even occurs and then there's the problem b which is us as consumers which is yes i agree with you people do like to just and complain and piss and moan and stuff like you see it in every industry everywhere whether it's film or music or tv or anything there's people that do what you were saying where maybe they do really think that everything is awesome 
you know what I mean? Like maybe they're just that hyped to get whatever it is, but then there's the other person where it's like, you don't sound like you even like this, like why are you doing it? And mm. so like, like we talk about like people that review like movies or TV or whatever, it's like, bro, like do you even like Star Wars? Like I'm oh, just like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just weird to me to see that kind of thing. And so, but I do try to understand when there is actual criticism and then that's why when I do a review, like I'm trying so hard to give facts which is like the tech information and, and the material information. And then I'll drop in my opinion too and be like, I wish that this, and that's just me personally. It's mm -hmm. not like a collective thing. I'm not speaking for anybody. It's just me personally. And then as far as like consumers as a whole, I think I told you this story already. I won't name the brand, but like I walked into their headquarters and they had this room and it was, I don't want to call it the showroom, but it was kind of like that where like one wall was a peg wall and it had all the product on there on the pegs. And then the other wall had the same thing same products but different and I walked over to the one side and I was like why why is all of the same product like different like this like this same shoe that's on this wall feels like shit. and then this shoe over on this wall feels elegant same model not a different shoe like same shoe made differently and they were just like oh that wall over there is the UK stuff like that's what gets sold overseas this side over here is the American wall and I was like, what? Like, what, what What? do you mean the American wall? And they're like, yeah, US consumers base their purchases off of hype and uh, color and not necessarily value. And so we charge X amount of money because they're willing to pay for it and they'll buy as much garbage as you sell them because you tell them it's cool or they think it's cool or whatever. And then this other wall for all the UK customers, all of these people over there will not buy anything unless it's done right handmade hand stitched crafted with premium materials all of this stuff because they care about their money they care about quality americans care about looking like quality even if they're not quality so when when that's always the generalized consumer mindset nothing's ever going to change because over here we're all we're all arguing with ourselves i mean like oh this is garbage quality and then this guy's like nah man i spent 240 dollars on it like that shit is bussing or i don't even know if i'm using that word right but like <laughs> you know what i mean like that that is like dope shit to me or whatever and i'm just like bro just because it, it's 240 doesn't mean shit. you want to send us out sure <laughs> thank you for being a part of today's episode episode three if you missed the last two there's a playlist that you can go check us out on and get all caught up there but i guess until next week uh we'll see you then yeah or we'll, we'll see you in the next video yeah we'll still have our regular videos um mondays will be fun after that i don't know what's happening next week but we will be back on friday so you can see us doing this type of spiel for episode four so until then peace bye <laughs> have a good one guys